Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the February 2020 CTSS quiz. We're into February, the winter is almost over. Let's look at 10 terrific cases. In this first case, I ask you what is the least likely diagnosis? When you look at the images, you see a large anterior metastinal mass, which appears to infiltrate around the vessels, particularly the left anominate vessel. There is maybe some enhancement present, but probably some calcification. What could this be? Teratoma is going to be, you know, when you think about anterior metastinal masses, teratoma, thymoma, um, thyroid, lymphoma, we think about. So teratoma, which in fact is the answer in this case, is definitely a possibility. Lymphoma, again, in terms of calcification, usually lymphoma calcifies with treatment, but large masses, nodes, infiltration, lymphoma is good. Metastatic renal cell, you can get meds to the mediastinum, typically it's the hyalur regions. So that's a possibility. Sarcoid. Sarcoid gives you nodes in the paratracheal, in the hyalur, and the subcarinal region. You don't typically get anterior metastinal nodes. When you have nodes, you have discrete nodes that you could draw lines around, not an infiltrating process. So the least likely diagnosis is sarcoid. And as I mentioned, this in fact was a teratoma. In this case, I'm asking what's the most likely diagnosis. On the axial images, you see a mass in the patient's right atrium, and when you look at the coronal, you can see it's coming from below the diaphragm. Now, this is not flow-related changes. You can get primary IVC sarcomas, but they're usually lower, they're more vascular, and they're more mass-like. This is, looks like it's something that's coming from the liver. Okay, well, things that come from the liver or from down below, you think of adrenal carcinoma, you think of hepatoma, you think of renal cell carcinoma. This was the only choice you have, hepatoma. So not an IVC sarcoma, it's not an angiosarcoma of the heart, which begins in the wall, typically, of the right atrium or right ventricle. This was a hepatoma. Just a very, very nice example uh, of that case. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, when you look at the coronals and then the cinematic rendering, there's a cystic lesion to the left of midline. It displaces bowel. Lymphoma is not cystic. An abscess can be cystic, but usually this is so well-defined. This is water density. This is cystic. Carcinoids are in the mesentery. They enhance. They calcify. You have a desmoplastic reaction. Water density, well-defined, it's a cyst, and the best diagnosis in this case is a mesenteric cyst. The best diagnosis in this case is, what you see here is a nodule in the left lower lung, and you realize it's enhancing, and then when you look at the MIP, you can see it's coming off the patient's pulmonary artery. This is not a lung MET. I guess occasionally METs from renal cell will be vascular. This is not a hamartoma. They usually are calcified and contain fat in a low density. It's kind of smooth for primary lung cancer, and they don't enhance like this. And then the beautiful vessel going to it, this was a nice example of a pulmonary artery aneurysm simulating a lung nodule, a very nice case. The best diagnosis in this case is this case I want to show you, because this was misread originally, of course it was an outside hospital. If you look at this case, what do you see? It looks like an enhancing lesion by the uh, tail of the pancreas. If you thought it was pancreas, then you might say neuroendocrine, or you might say a metastatic renal cell to the pancreas. Adenocarcinoma you're not going to say, because that's you know, hypovascular. 
But when you look carefully, this is really coming off the splenic artery. This is splenic artery aneurysm. And I have seen and been shown a few cases of splenic artery aneurysms that were called neuroendocrine tumors. So you need to be very, very careful. This is a great case, and I ask you what the least likely diagnosis is. Well, let's look at the images. We see a mass infiltrating the mesentery. It looks like it encases the vessels. There's some neovascularity and maybe some calcification. Well, if you ask me what the best diagnosis here, I would say probably sclerosing mesenteritis, which indeed this was. You could think about a carcinoid. Usually they're more calcified. The vessels look a little bit different and stretched, but it could be a carcinoid. Lymphoma can infiltrate the mesentery, but usually it's more like a sandwich sign. It's not so vascular, but it could be. But the one thing, this is not as pancreatitis. Pancreatitis can extend down into the mesentery. You could see displacement of vessels, but the inflammation of pancreatitis looks different. This is more solid. Uh, this, in fact, as I mentioned, was sclerosing mesenteritis, and the least likely diagnosis would be pancreatitis. The least likely diagnosis in this case is, well, the cystic lesion tailor pancreas with calcification. It could be a cystic neuroendocrine tumor, and they commonly calcify, and in fact, that's what it was. In a young patient, it can be a spen because they can be cystic and they have dense calcification. Mucinous cystic neoplasms have rim-like calcification. They're cystic. They can be in the body, less likely toward the tail, so it's not that likely to be as MCN. That would not be my differential at the top. But the one thing this is not is an adenocarcinoma. It's cystic, dense calcifications. Adenocarcinomas essentially never calcify. So the least likely diagnosis is an adenocarcinoma. The best diagnosis in this middle-aged female is, well, what do I see? I see a large kind of cystic pancreatic in the mass with dense central calcification. There's no common duct dilatation to speak of. If this was a young patient, it could be a spin. Neuroendocrine tumors commonly calcify, but the calcifications are often more dystrophic. It usually enhances more and is not so smooth, but it can be. And MCN can calcify, but it's cystic and in the body. The age is good, middle-aged female. But this is more classic. If you look hard, particularly the image on your right, it looks cystic, it looks like septations, and it looks like there's calcifications present. And this is just a really good example of a serous cyst adenoma. The best diagnosis in this case is, well, you see the liver. At first glance, you think of fatty infiltration, but you realize the low density is in the periphery. There's lots of ascites. The spleen is big, and you're not seeing the hepatic veins. This is not a pattern of metastasis, and it's not a pattern of infiltration by lymphoma. This flip-flop phenomena is classic for Bug-Chiari syndrome, and this is a beautiful example of Bug-Chiari syndrome. Again, the lack of the hepatic veins, the narrowing of the IVC, all help you make the diagnosis. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, well, what do you see? You see narrowing of the patient's left subclavian artery. You look at the 3D, it's beautifully narrowed. So you can say atherosclerosis, but the vessels all look good. It's not atherosclerosis, and that's not a great distribution to have just non-calcified plaque. Ehlers-Danlos gives you aneurysms typically, though it does give you strictures as well. Not a great location. Kawasaki's, think of coronary arteries. But Takayashu's, thickening of the vessel wall. The most common vessel involved is the left subclavian, and you have your diagnosis, Takayashu's aortitis. 
Anyway, those are 10, 10, 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you learned something. And I hope you have a great month. And we'll see you next month. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctsus.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.